What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here, your host of the Red Hot Real Estate Show from Remax Results, Ms. Mimi Shoneman. Hello, Mimi. Good morning. We were talking about uh, fashion before we got on here, so we <laughs> might want to uh, rope producer Sonny and our good friend Shelly Ferris on here as well from Caliber Home Loan. So, Shelly, uh, I hope that you are wearing something snazzy at home and we oh, can just feel it through uh... the phone. She is so snazzy. <laughs> I'm looking at her, and she's got a, a black cardigan on. Fancy, then we're twinsies. Yeah. I also am, I am also black cardigan today. Awesome. Hey, hey, it works. Hey, Shelly, can we get your NMLS number out of the way, please? Yes, get the business out of the way. Yes. My personal Shelly Ferris NMLS number, 367-826, and Caliber Home Loans at 15622. Well, a lot of what we're going to talk about today, right, Mimi, is talking about what's going on and how things have changed a little bit and why we are moving into this. And I think that that's part of the reason why the fashion conversation makes sense, because all of our businesses have changed a little bit. And just it must be interesting the way that you, Mimi and Shelly, are doing work now and how we are working through uh, helping people get to home ownership, helping people sell their homes, even though there are different guidelines and things that we're putting in place now. You know, it's really interesting, and, and Shelly, I'd like to get your feedback about this, too, but as we're heading out of Thanksgiving, I'm starting to get a lot of phone calls about people who are thinking about selling their house, mm-hmm. but they don't know if now is the right time to do it. And so the, the interesting dialogue that's happening that I normally would have said, well, it, it typically slows down between Thanksgiving and New Year's. But it is 2020, right. and it is an unusual year, and so I guess I don't really know that it is slowing down. I feel like the train is still very much moving. What do you think, Shelley? That I, I feel the same way, Mimi. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. I thought the same. I thought that come the holidays, everybody would take a breath. But I, I feel like it's not as frantic as it once was, but still definitely trains still moving do absolutely shelly and mimi do you think it was because things were delayed this year like we had a couple of months where we were just in paralysis mode where we may have wanted to do something but it just took a lot more time like when i was purchasing my house it was kind of at that in-between phase where all of a sudden there were extra hoops on top of everything else so it just took a lot more do you think some people maybe were just behind and needed a couple of months to get up and going again? I think that in the beginning, there was just a tremendous amount of fear of the unknown. And I don't know what I should do or what I shouldn't do. And so it was just kind of like, I'm just going to hunker down right here and and see and monitor the situation. Mm -hmm. But now I think that, what are we in? Are we in nine months now? Coming out coming in the 10th. So Mm -hmm. we're having the baby. Right. Um, (laughs) Anyway. Why did that come out of my mouth? I don't even know. Um, so, it's perfect. It's a great analogy. You're so, right. But we are still, the market here in the Twin Cities is still robust. Right. It really is. And, um, you know, people that need to move, they need to move just because they do. And, right. you know, and with interest rates the way they are right now, Shelly, um, you probably can't even stop talking for about two seconds to catch your breath because people are wanting to take applications. Because what was your lowest interest rate last week? 
Uh, it was a little higher than the week before. There has been some movement, but I would say probably two and a half. That's still think, fantastic. Yeah, 30-year fixed, two and a half, and I'm talking about that's a little higher than the week before. Wow. I mean, oh, my goodness. Wow. Well, well Shelly, we've got a caller on the right. line. We always encourage you to be part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show. You can call us at 651-641-1071. So it's exciting to go straight into this call. So, Candy, thank you very much for calling the Red Hot Real Estate Show. It sounds like you have a question on a mortgage. Hi, Candy. Go ahead. Yes, hi. Um I have a question about my, uh, uh, I never contacted my mortgage company after my husband passed away. It will be two years in February because I figured they may raise my mortgage payment a month because of just my single income. Does it matter mm-hmm. if, if they don't know? Oh, that's a great question. Thanks, Candy. Thank you for sharing, and we're sorry for your husband's passing. Yes, absolutely. I guess I don't know the answer to that, what the the protocol is of who you need to notify. So a question for you, Candy, is your mortgage, is it a fixed-rate mortgage? Was he the primary on the mortgage? Um, It is. We have a low interest, and um, both names are on it. Okay. Well, my gut instinct is that there's no reason to notify. What is yours? But we can certainly find out the answer for you, Candy. But off the cuff, off the top of my head, I guess I don't really know. What do you think, Shelley? Right. You asked the key question there right at the end, Mimi, was are both you're both on the mortgage. So that's kind of key to the next step. And I think that there are provisions in most mortgage notes for um, you know, notification to the mortgage company if anything's changed, such as a passing. Um, but that doesn't trigger then that you have to refinance since you're all, you're on the mortgage as well. So it's coming to you already. You're making the payments. You're not behind. You're happy with your interest rate. At this point, you're really not not disclosing something that would hurt you. So myself, I would just be fine with it. If you're not looking to refinance, if you're not looking to, you know, do anything sideways to the loan or to the house, I just would continue as you are. And you know, Candy, um, I know our producer, Sonny, has probably spoken to you about your contact information, but I'll ask some more questions about that for you this week for from some other people just to get second opinions. And I'll circle back with you about that, if that's okay. Okay. Thank you, Candy. We hope that you are thriving in this new situation. Thank you very much. That's got to be difficult, but we appreciate you sharing. Thanks, Candy. Wow, that's a great question. I I haven't had that question before. And I think that that's part of the joy of having you and Shelly on the phone. And whenever you get a new question, at least we know where to start. You know, like at least you have a foundation of information and the fact that the two of you go, well, I know who I'll ask next. Next. Well, so let's just put the years to the the, to the litmus (laughs) test here. Right. So I have been licensed with real estate in Minnesota since 2006. Okay. And how long have you been a licensed mortgage broker? Shelly. Since 1993. Okay. Wow. So, 1993. So, so she 19. came right out of high school, got her her broker's <laughs> yeah. license. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. I, I, hey, man, some of us know what we want to be right out of high school, and Shelly Ferris is one of those people. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm impressed. not one of those. You guys are being very kind. But... <laughs> But Shelly, don't come across it very often. And And I think it's fantastic because we do have so many 
just odd specialty scenarios that we have to deal with as we go through. So having someone like the two of you that have been able to watch all of the ebbs and flows in the industry all of this time is a great value. Yeah. Um, There's stuff that comes up all the time behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, things with boundaries and things with encroachments that'll show up on title that nobody anticipated because it wasn't obvious. So there are things that pop up from time to time, but those are anomalies. And, you know, so it's, it's fun to get a question that you don't know. Right. (laughs) So it's like, yeah, okay. Like it's a little mystery (laughs) that you get to go solve. Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And then Candy, didn't you think Candy had like a radio broadcaster voice? Yeah. She was so lovely. Yeah. And I, and, and, and I love my talkers like Candy that, you know, poor Candy has probably been sitting there on this. She said for two years wondering, and it's nice that we'll be able to give her some resolution and go, no, you don't have to. If that was something that was like tickling at the back of her mind, well, you know, she, am I going to get in trouble eventually if I should I have said something? And then uh, for the fact that you'll be able to give her an answer and go, nope, you're OK. You yeah, can sleep yeah. at night and not have this pop up every once in a while. Right. Well, you know, that's great. And so we do love our My Talk question people. So if anybody out there has other questions, um, feel free to chime in whether we're talking about it or not. Right. Um, so before we head into the break, Shelly, why don't you share with uh, everybody what we're going to be talking about today? Well, I, I get a lot of questions uh, about credit. I, right. You know, I fish them out, too, because <laughs> I, I do a lot of work in credit. I, right. Gained a lot of knowledge over the years in credit. So we're going to talk to this uh, today about why should I improve my credit score to buy a home? If it's good enough to buy one, why should I even bother with improving Doing the extra my credit work. score? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so what you're basically saying is there's room for improvement even if you're good. <laughs> and there's a reason Absolutely. to get better yes. in credit. Right. And so I just want right. to know, are they paying you more money over there at Caliber because you're such a guru in credit? <laughs> I just think let's just all lobby hard here for Shelly Ferris to get a raise. I think so. I oh, yeah, 2021, so. she gets the credit crown to the credit <laughs> contessa. Right. That's what she's going to get. Because I also think that like it's really, it. it's worth it because... It's a difficult scenario. Like, even though we know that we, you know, should be working on our credit, there's so many pitfalls and tweaks that we should make that we're not aware of. And then you, every time you think you know the right answer, then something else comes out. Like, I just, and I'll bring this up after we get back from the break, I just saw a commercial for something that was talking about, well, this will improve my credit. And I'm like, should I be doing that? Maybe I should be working on that. And I'm like, that doesn't, your credit's fine. You know, but you still go, I should be doing more. Or, you know, and these new things pop up all the time. So I have some questions about that for you as well when we return, Shelly. So we're going to go on a break. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show with Shelly Ferris from Caliber Home Loans and also Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group. Again, your questions are part of the show. Call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Ms. Shannon here with Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results and also Shelly Ferris from Caliber Home Loans. We started with a great call on our first segment. If you have any questions, today is a great day to get them in. Just call us at 651-641-1071. Okay, so that song brings me straight back to a catalog for shopping for toys. Yes. I don't know. That one makes oh me happy. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, who, yes. who doesn't love that? All right. All right. So I'm dating myself, whatever. <laughs> um, and I will say that my husband listens to the foodie show um, okay. on Saturdays. Yes. And so 
They were talking about the cookie recipe yesterday. And they were talking about putting, you know, port wine cheese balls, which (laughs) I happen to love. I'm just going to go ahead and own that. And that it's good on a hamburger. So my husband gave that a go last night and put the port wine cheese spread on the hamburger. A hundred thumbs up. Ah, good to know. Very good. good. See? Yeah. So, we have some, and I think it's interesting to just talk about what we do in our real life, you know, yeah. kind of thing. And, you know, Shelly, have you been doing any interesting um, cooking at your home? Well, it's just weird. I mean, yeah. normally my sisters and I get together. I believe it's even this weekend. Yes. And we bake our backsides off, man. Yes. I am telling you, it's fabulous, fabulous times. Now we're not doing that this year. Mom's getting up in age, and I don't know. I feel like, what am I supposed to bake now? Interesting. <laughs> I think you just have to get better at small batches. Uh, the thing That's I did, right. this, yeah. this not, again, has nothing to do with credit or mortgages. Yesterday I made some chicken chili. I was pretty proud of myself. Ah. I was pretty proud oh, of myself. Hey, yum. Like, yeah, it seemed like a good this time of year thing, and, and especially when you were figuring out, okay, how do I create new um, uh, uh, new things for my family and I, new holiday traditions, all of these things that we are moving into. It's what helps make your home your home. And I think that we do a lot of that conversation. And and even though you used to do something a certain way, you can do it a little differently now. Right? 100%. Yeah. So yesterday I was like craving all this Southern food. <laughs> I'm just going to tell everybody what I did. Yeah. Um, and I was had this flashback of my mom making greens. Yeah. And I just couldn't get the craving out. It mm-hmm. was just stuck there. And and I'd had it for like two weeks. I'm like, oh, God, I need some greens with some vinegar. And I just need it. Yep. And so she's texting me. And I just <laughs> and I just couldn't I couldn't get out of my head. So I, I decided, well, I'll get the can of greens because I couldn't remember. My mom's been gone for yeah. about 30 years. And so completely, completely failed yeah. on the greens. But you tried and yeah. trying is important. But you know what? I am going to figure it out. Uh, if, even if I have to call my aunt. <laughs> call your aunt or call me. Yeah. Like that, you know, I, I'm like, what I am I doing her, wrong? This is in my the, genes. You missed that part, Shelly. We got here and I was like, oh, this is what you should have done. You yeah. know, kind of thing. I got well, what she did. Yeah, I'm going to give it another go because I think I, I think it's in my DNA. It. You can do it. It's just, and that's the whole thing is that, you know, the the base of today's show is that Reminding yourself that it is okay to know a certain amount of knowledge, but it's good to have an expert and somebody that you can like have a lifeline out to yeah. to go. Here's a little bit more. Absolutely. Phone a friend, right? But the homemade hush puppies. Those were good. Good. Those okay. turned out. Mm. I meant to ask you, did you ever get my cheese curds, Mimi Shoneman? Well, thank you, you for ate them. busting me out. <laughs> she was, Your cheese curds. <laughs> she ate them. I know like you did. Sonny's cheese curds are in the freezer right here today. Oh, that's okay. All yeah, right. Okay, okay good. Yeah. All right, Merry that Christmas. Works. Oh, Sonny, look, she made that face like, thank you for asking, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Christmas or you can bring them in before we get to the holidays because that's probably good because so, I, I can't have them around the house every day anyway. So oh, that's yeah. Good. Well, then that five pound bag is going to really break your heart. <laughs> Yeah, Ellsworth Creamery. I do business in Wisconsin. I'm licensed over there. So, yeah, yeah we had a cheese curd run. Right. It was good. Uh, you know, and so, Shelly, when we were talking before we went to break, we were bringing up the, the fact that some people are like, you know, I worked really hard to get my credit to a certain point, and I qualified, right? They go, okay, I got here, and I qualified. Why do I have to do anything else? Shelly. Right. So... A question that you said that you got this past week, Shelly, is no matter what I do, my credit score won't go up. So how do you handle something like that with a client? So, you know, um, I understand the frustration right Mm -hmm. away. Right away, I hear it. I get it. 
it's stuff that you're not familiar with. Right. It's stu- terms that you're not familiar with. And, you know, you feel like you've done everything because your app on your phone told you to do this one thing and you did it. And golly, it didn't change my score at all. Right. Know? I get it. It's, it's not like other things. Credit just isn't. And so you have to work at it from different angles. And if you're not used to it, you have to tap an expert to get there. So first I tell people, I can see your journey, you know, so I can see your, when I look at your credit report today, I can see what you've been doing the last six months and congratulations. That's huge work. That's mostly what they hear right off the bat, because it's important to acknowledge that, that, you know, you, you've, you've already, I get that you think you're at the end of your journey, but you're not quite there yeah right say so, so what are a couple things that you tell people that they should be doing to improve so we look at their overall profile and i have this simulator this fabulous simulator that i can put it through it sounds like it's a magical instrument or something it really isn't but you know if you, that makes you feel better if you think about it that way mm-hmm we put their credit report through it and it will tell me from a credit reporting agency level what they need to do to fix it. We play with it. If you pay off this credit card, look what's going to happen. Oh my gosh, your score went down three points. Who would have ever thought that? Hey, your bank told you to open this new account, an installment account, just to get more credit. If you do that in three months, look, your score only moved five points. Did they tell you that? No, but they got to open a new account in your name. Good for them. So I tell them specifically from the credit reporting agency level what it's going to do, to what it's going to take to get their credit score where they want it to be. But I also, alongside of that, is I show them why. I'll pull up the pricing on the kind of loan that they want, and I'll show them the difference in the interest rate and the difference then in the mortgage payment that will encourage you, hopefully. It's the carrot that you need sometimes to go, okay, I get it. I'm doing it. Well, so let's just have you, like, think about a couple of people that you talked with this week. And I know credit is like a, the conversation you have with everybody because that's where it all mm-hmm. starts. Right. So mm-hmm. let's just say that you talked with Miss Shannon this mm-hmm. week and you got her credit simulator started. And what did you what are a couple of things that you saw that specifically that she could do that would enhance things? Okay, I'll give you I'll give you an example. Uh, I, I uh, had a consult this week where before the folks came in, they had shared with me before they filled out the application that because um, I am still meeting people face to face, but you know rarely, and, right. and it's whatever their comfort level is. But before they came in, they filled out the application, and the credit score wasn't you know great. It was good enough to do something, but it wasn't great. But they thought it was because they had made a late student loan about a year ago, and that one student loan that they pay actually affects 17 student loans, all different ones. You know, it's all rolled together, one payment. And so that's why they thought their credit score was poor. And in reality, that wasn't it at all. He didn't have any revolving credit open. So I advised them to open a revolving credit or better yet, get him on one of her credit cards because then all of that credit profile dumps into his score. And she had poor credit because she had just missed a couple of payments in February and March of this year. A lot of people did. It was mm-hmm. weird times in our 
world. Yes. And um, and that hasn't aged long enough. But here they thought that they were doing everything exactly as they should. And reality is, is that that old stuff, the 17 loans that got hit, that's old now. Okay. It's not affecting your score anymore. It's this newer stuff that's happened. And now we have to fix that quick. 30 days from now, I expect to have them pre-approved. Gotcha. So, for instance, so they were late uh, on their mortgage or on something else? Nope, not a mortgage, a car loan she was late on in February and a credit card in March. Okay. So she had legit uh, 30-day late, plus her balance was really high to the limits. So all of those factors were pulling that score down way more than that one-year-old student loan gotcha. late payment. Okay, so um, so 30 days late. So in order to, to get a mortgage, you said that you could get them pre-approved in the next 30 days. I always thought that, you know, once you were late, you needed to wait 12 months so that it would bump off. On a, if your mortgage is late. Okay, but on like a car loan or something like that, different. Not necessarily has to wait. It depends on the rest of the credit model. So... You want to make sure everything else is in really good standing so that the, the, the automated underwriting, the desktop underwriting service that we all use, all loan officers use this, that the credit profile will overcome those two late. Gotcha. So you have to put enough other good ingredients in there to overcome the bad. Kind of like a recipe. Right. Oh, all right. Put a little extra salt on it and take care of that rest. I got you. Oh, well, that's good information to have because I uh, I would have thought you had to stay a whole year for, for a late payment. Nope. So different. Absolutely not. And that's for government loans or conventional loans. So it's not even just that you have to go government then because government is a little more kind when you have had credit issues in the past. FHA loans are easier to get approved than conventional when you've had issues. But even in a conventional loan, if you've got a good 401k, la 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 la, there's all kinds of things that we can do to overcome that. Okay, so all good stuff. So when we come back, Shelly, let's talk a little bit about credit scores and how that affects everything. Sound good? Will do. Right. And Mimi, in the meantime, why don't we quickly tell everybody how they can get a hold of you? So during the week, they should call, call you at? You can reach me at 651-578-2218. And Shelly, what's your number again? 612-839-6918. All right. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Red Hot Real Estate Show with Shelly Ferris from Caliber Home Loans and Miss Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on MyTalk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Ms. Shannon here with my good friend Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results. Also here with Shelly Ferris from Caliber Home Loans. I'm going to uh, say thank you. Everybody you can hear the bag. That's my <laughs> thank you. This is the best Christmas gift uh, I have received. Oh, thank you very much. Can you just, curds. yeah, I just need to get a picture of it. So call me out right here on the air live like <laughs> that. Awesome. Well, I didn't know that she was going to make it a present. She just said she was going to go. And so we hadn't talked about it <laughs> well, in a couple of weeks. So she was thank craving you very much. Up. She was having a craving. I, yeah. I understand this. Shelly, Mimi, you know how it's one of those things that you didn't know that you had a taste for something until somebody brings it up. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know how much I missed mm-hmm. my cheese curd fix from the Minnesota State Fair not happening because that's the one time yeah. that I do them. I usually oh, do not. Yeah. I don't normally self curd. So <laughs> the fact that I had the opportunity because Mimi, I didn't even know Mimi, you, you, you actually dropped some knowledge on me. I didn't know these existed. 
Really? That, yeah, because she, she, so Shelly, just to bring you up to speed, this is how nice a friend Mimi is. So Mimi texts me, she's like, hey, do you need some cheese curds? I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know if I do. And she, so, so then she called me to explain appropriately, because she goes, well, what do you want from there? And I'm like, I don't know. I've never been. I'm like, um, cheese. <laughs> and she goes, well, they right? make these breaded things that I wouldn't have even known to ask for. And so you you saved my life. That's okay. basically what you I'm did. You threw me you. a cheese curd yeah. life preserver, uh-huh. Mimi. That's and what you did. And I don't want to be hearing no grief about it when, what you know, you grief? come off your live program. My live <laughs> yeah. No, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I... I have been on Livia long enough now that I know how to balance it out and I, I how to do okay, it. So fair enough. this is why what she, you gave me, I, I have to live, although I am on Livia. Mm-hmm. And so I know how many I can have. I just need to make them in little spurts and yeah. not do them. I already have a mental plan. Right. So I'm going to keep them in my mom's deep freezer and only have a few at my house at a time. <laughs> She's got to have separation. I do, because I know myself. Let me tell you this. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. You got the buttermilk ones, but they have buffalo spicy ones. So we'll see how, you know, if you want to upgrade to the hot. We'll try to look. Oh, like, Sonny looked like she in love. My mouth is watering. (laughs) I didn't know. You said said buffalo. Sonny went like, oh, yeah, man. I'm going to need you to bring them, Mimi. I'm going to need you to bring them. I love spicy stuff. See, we have the best time. And I think it's always good to remind people. Yeah, we we make jokes here at the Red Hot Real Estate Show. But that's because we're real people that have real things in the midst of trying to figure all this stuff out for you. So we understand when we go, I... How come I don't know this about my credit? How come with this? Uh, we're in the same boat as all of you, where we're educating and we're learning things. And 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 so, Shelly, I I was glad you brought this up because I have a credit question for you. That's not about my personal credit, but on one of the apps that I have that monitors my credit because I you know I know mm-hmm. that that's only so much information, but like so many like my credit card, a couple of my everything says, hey, we'll monitor your credit for you. And so mm-hmm. one of the things that I got today, one of my in app. Um, um, advertisements was for this, hey, we'll make your credit better. And I bring this up because you were talking about revolving credit lines. And it says, Mm -hmm. hey, if you don't have credit and you need to make your credit better, what you do is that because of this thing, you put money in an account and then the account eventually ends up being your secured credit for this card. So while you're putting money in this account, this thing tells your credit bureaus this specifically says in this ad, it tells all the credit bureaus that you've made this payment and it's supposed to make your credit better. And I was like, well, maybe I should do that. I was like, wait a minute, your credit is fine. But I wanted to ask <laughs> you about it because it seemed interesting to me that would that be a good route for people um, and what they're doing? So does Shelly, that make sense? What I just described? So, and, and now I have to ask a few questions. So is it, was it specific to revolving? Credit? Um, this, it seemed to be that you would put the money into this account that and I from the ad that then would become the security deposit on this card that then you could then use as your credit go went on. Does okay. that make sense? So that is yes. So that is true. Okay. If you don't have revolving credit. Right. You, you this is a this is a great thing to do. It's basically opening up what they call a secured credit card. Right. Okay. So they're going to hold this money. And they're going to open this credit card for you. And the thing that people mistake on with this is that they think, well, they've got my money. I'm going to charge over here so I don't have to make a payment. Right. And that's not how to use that. You have to. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. And that's why I had questions on the whole thing. And then I kind of slowed myself down and said, wait a minute, you have credit cards. You don't need this thing. Yeah. Because I'm like, that's why I'm like, it doesn't apply to me. But I was curious, is this a strategy that you have for some people? Because sometimes we talk Indeed. about the fact that one of the questions you get are, well, I pay for everything in cash, so I should get bonus points for that. Basically, I don't have these credit right. things. And that actually comes right. back to bite people. Right. It does. It does. You're 100 percent right, Shannon, on all points. I get that question too, where they, I think just this past week I did, where they said, listen, I, I, I don't have any, a credit score because I don't believe in credit. Right. So um, I pay cash for everything, so that should count for something. And to which I say, and not snarkily, <laughs> if that's a word, I say, yeah, but <laughs> you're looking to get a mortgage right. and that's credit. Yes. And so your first step into the pool is the big pool mm-hmm. in the deep end. Right. Um, that's not smart. And a lot yeah. of lenders would not be willing to take a chance on you then because that's what it is. You've got nothing to prove that you know how to make a payment back to anyone. And that's right. what credit does. Right. Okay. Because that's the whole thing is that, you know, we have this behind the curtains scenario that you uh, often pull back the curtains for everybody so they can go nope here's mm-hmm. what's going on in the background and and i don't think we've ever actually asked this question how do we end up with this scenario where we have three primary um organizations that monitor this do you know that from a historical standpoint i'm just being nosy now so if you don't know i, don't, I know i just I dropped don't this on right you. off the top of my head but that's a great question i'm, yeah, look I'm just into curious it yeah it, but there's another there's another one that's trying to bust in. Oh, so there's TransUnion, there's Experian, and there's Equifax, and they've been around forever, ever, 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 ever. CBC is trying to bust into the mix, and mm-hmm. then people like me or companies like Caliber could choose maybe them and two other bureaus to have their credit reports pulled from. But I digress. We're kind of going off on the sidelines here. But, yeah, they've been around for all 30 years that I've been in mortgage. Okay, so... That's a very interesting point, which so you're basically saying that there's now going to be four players in the credit bureau world four premium players. Right. They're they're already in the market, but they're not widely adhered to. They're not they're trying to bust in real hard, but they're they're not widely taken because the others already have. Fair enough. And I, I, I'm sure that a lot of us are like, we don't need more complexity in this whole thing. <laughs> Why more? Right. That's not better. Well, we have a couple of people on hold that we want to get to. So let's start with Chris. Chris, we appreciate you calling the Red Hot Real Estate Show. So do you have a question? Are you currently in an older home? Yeah. Are you talking to me? Chris, I believe so. Yes. Mm-hmm. I am in an older home and I've redone almost everything in the house it's just that i need i want a more on a one level and so i'm looking to see where do i start do i just try to build new is it um you know maybe less expensive than adding on to an older home does it increase the value in the older home to add on or do i just go try to find a one level house well that is i I don't know and who do i turn to um or go to 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 maybe start looking into my options and moving forward with them well chris in a a shameless plug here (laughs) i would say that i would love for you to talk with me (laughs) right so um 
but in all seriousness, we can talk later about your particular house and go over what sort of options might be available for you and then figure out whether buying a pre-existing one-level home makes sense or if you're not finding what you want, then people often turn to uh, new construction. So if that's okay with you, we can have that conversation this week. I would love that. Awesome. See, that was an easy one. Thanks, Chris. Thank you so much for the call. She sounds like she's at the beach. (laughs) (laughs) I bet bet she wishes she was. Yeah. Uh, So let's go on to Sharon. Sharon, thank you very much for calling. You had a question on a bankruptcy? Hi, Sharon. Thanks for calling. Go ahead. Yeah, hi. My husband is 75. I'm 69. Um, We both lost our full-time jobs a year ago. Um, and I was forced into retirement, so we are only uh, getting Social Security and a little bit of a pension for my husband. Um, we had to file bankruptcy um, because of all the money we owed and our everything, car payment, everything. So anyway, um, our debt was released in July. Now, what we want to do is sell our home and buy into a co-op, and I was wondering um, if this will affect moving into the co-op. We're planning to use the money that we get for our home uh, to uh, buy into um, a unit. Okay, well, that's a great question. Um, Shelly, I'll let you start with the bankruptcy part of that. Right, so... uh, Bankruptcy. First of all, don't don't be ashamed or anything like that about bankruptcy. Honestly, it's life has happened to you. Mm-hmm. Things have happened to you, and you've needed relief. And that's what it is for. Bankruptcy is for exactly what you're using it for. So good for you for doing that. Are you going to be able to buy the or the? Um, you said to put in a down payment. So are you looking for financing on the co-op? Well, then, I'm not sure or, how... Or are you going to be able to buy it outright? Yeah, I think you you just give them your money, you know, and um, then they then they monthly charge you um, for, um, you know, the, the maintenance and all the stuff that's included with your, your payment, um, okay. everything except for, I guess, the phone. So the, H, the HOA fees in the co-ops include everything like the taxes um like you say the maintenance all of the things and so it's it's a a unique type of real estate um it sounds like you're educated about it so have you met with a co-op representative to talk about this yeah Uh okay um so that's that's the first step in that but why have you decided elected that co-op is the right move for you well um i guess because of our ages and um my husband is disabled and um i don't know we just thought it would be better to have um a steady um reliable outgoing payment and not have to worry about like an apartment where they raise your rent whenever they feel like it and you know it might knock knock us out of the apartment so I don't know. It just seems like, for us, uh, a good way to go. But okay. um, we haven't met with anybody about 
whether that's a good choice for us or not. Right. Well, We've heard good and bad about it. So Yeah, well, my husband's grandmother is in a co-op, and she seems to like it quite a bit. And I've met with co-op representatives. I will say that it, it seems that... Be, to be maybe a little more on the complicated side until you really fully grasp what's included. So, um, you know, I think talking maybe off air a little bit more about it because um, it's, it's more complicated than I can even begin to go with here on. And it takes a specialist really, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, for somebody to work in, in co-ops. Okay. Does that sound good? That sounds good. I just had one other well, question. One last thing I'd like to add is that you, you want to make sure that the co-op and the Okay, wait, wait, wait. Everybody pause for- just a second. Shelly, okay, hold on a second. So, Shelly, uh, Sharon, let's let Shelly answer your this current question. Oh. Then we'll give you your next one. So, one second. So, Shelly, you finish, and then Sharon will come wanted, back to you. Yeah, I just wanted to add that you want to make sure that everyone you're talking to, from the co-op to the lender that's going to support the financing for that, because they're very unique, only a few lenders will finance for co-ops, that they're aware of your filing the bankruptcy, because that may change things as far as whether or not you'd get approved. Perfect. Now, Sharon, what was your follow-up question, please? Oh, I was wondering if you guys knew if we need to pay taxes on the forgiven amount at income tax time? I don't know, but we can find that out for you. Okay. Pay taxes at income... You have lots of good questions, Sharon, so we'll make sure we have all your information, and then Mimi and Shelly are going to follow up with you when we get back. That's great. Thanks, and congratulations on the new part of your adventure. Yeah, Sharon. Thanks a lot. So we need to go to break, ladies, so we're going to come back. We do have Chris on the line. Chris, don't worry. We do have some questions. We will get to your question as soon as we come back from the break in two and a half minutes. Chris has a question on renting and wants to buy a home, so I'm excited to be able to help them out as well. If you have any questions, today is a great day to call. It's 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071, streaming on MyTalk1071.com. Feeling like a really, really fun holiday mood here, so I'm glad people are getting their questions in at 651-641-1071. Mimi Shoneman's here, Shelly Ferris is here, and on the line right now we have Chris. Chris, we appreciate your patience. Chris, are you currently renting and you're thinking about buying? Correct. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Well, tell us what you, what your you know what made you start thinking about buying. Okay, and I'm going to try and keep this as simple as possible. So, was married for 30 years, owned a home, divorced, sold the home that we'd owned since '96. Just sold that in 2019. So, split proceeds from the sale of the house, so I have a nice down payment. Um. <laughs> And you know what? It was a super wake-up call. Um, and being older, I guess I haven't rented. You know, I had lived in a home for many years. Uh, so when I transitioned to renting, I wasn't working outside. I was taking care of my mom, like mm-hmm. a PCA, mm-hmm. but not getting paid for it. So I even had a hard time finding a place to rent to me without a job. And because I'm not like retirement age where I can say, oh, I've got this income coming from my you know, 401k or, you know, whatever. I look sketchy, I guess. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. You know well, what I mean? I do know right. what you mean. And I understand oh. what you're saying after you go through a divorce, because I went through a, a period after I moved out of renting. Because part of it is that you're like, well, do I really want to be responsible for a house for a while when I'm just getting used to being responsible for me and what other human being, like if you're, if you're working for your mom. And so it under, I understand where you're like, 
Well, I didn't immediately think I needed to buy something, Chris. That right. totally makes sense. In the market, you know, it's, mm-hmm. was, is still crazy, has been, and it's still crazy. So what I'm looking for, and I know there's from the um, real estate part of this too, it's tough, is I don't want a single family home. I'm looking for a townhouse like everybody else, first time buyers, and people who have sold their houses all want the same thing. But here's where I'm stuck. I didn't get enough of the proceeds of the house sale to pay cash outright. Like if I could just walk in, pay 100% cash, I'm good, but I'm not there. I have a really good down payment, but I'm not working. So from what I've heard, and I've heard a couple different timelines, and I am looking to work, um, like everybody trying to figure out where to work safely, I how much time do I have to show of stable employment? I mean, I owned a house for like 25 years. Does that count for... And we never missed a mortgage payment. I mean, does any history count toward future or am I just like looking like a newbie? Oh, well, Chris, God bless you. I swear. Yeah. Um, tough, tough times, of, you know, and having all of this transition for you this year and last year. Shelly, what words of advice do you have for our friend Chris here? Well, Chris, you've, you've hit on a few points. Uh, so, um, and and I, I I share the same sentiment that Mimi does. I'm I'm sorry. Life is just really the bad it timing for is. lots of things. It so, is what it is. but you do have to have a job. They they won't just look at oh you've made those payments before, so I'm sure you'll make payments now. Unfortunately, that's not the case, especially when we're talking about lending hundreds of thousands of dollars or even one hundred of thousands of dollars. So, um, so we have to prove. So you you um you said you're taking are you still taking care of your mom? No, she passed away. Oh, I'm <laughs> yes. so sorry, Golly. It's been, honestly. It's been a couple years, yeah. We yeah. need to go honestly. have some cheese curds with you, girlfriend. Right. We'll cheese curds all yeah. of this away. Um, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. Um I do know of a rent to own program um that's that's out there in the marketplace and maybe that we should sit you know, have a phone call and talk a little bit about maybe what that might look like. Um, because, uh, you know, you, you do want to have good, stable, you know, real estate. And mm-hmm. if you don't have a job and you can't qualify for a mortgage, um, maybe we could find a combination of uh, a contract for deed that might work for you, um, where, you know, you it's kind of like renting to own if you're not familiar with that. But there are other companies out there that do rent to own or maybe start just monitoring the market until you do find a job. Right. And then take advantage of some of these low interest rates. But, you know, it wouldn't hurt to have a conversation if you're up for that, Chris. Yeah, quick question, two things. What, because I did work on my credit score, too, because of just lots of stuff, you know, go down, goes down around the time of a divorce. So is 750 a decent credit score? Yes. Where's yes. where's the sounder for that? Yeah. Uh, uh, we, uh, uh, yes. 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 Well done. But the right? thing is, yes, exactly. Well done. Okay. And Chris, okay. the thing that's great and, about working with Shelly is that Shelly can help you come up with a. And I know that sometimes this is not the answer you want to hear. But when I was working with Shelly, it was like a two year timeline because of yeah. the way that my employment works. But at least I knew. And when you have that that goalpost. Then you can go, it goes a lot faster than you think because you're like, okay, because I'm working towards this and need, I need this little piece. And so since you're able to put it in little mile markers, thanks to Shelly, it, 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 it clips along 
a lot faster than you'd think, if that makes any it's sense. It's just that irony of yep. paying rent mm-hmm. that is so much higher than a house payment would mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. That is just so frustrating. And down payment doesn't factor in if you're not working either, right? I mean, unless you can go full cash. Down payment is great. That's a fabulous attribute, but it's only one. So it's yeah. income, credit, and down payment. The, those are oh. your three factors, and it sounds three. like you're killing it on two, and we need the <laughs> right. third one. Right, <laughs> two out of three. But that means that, That's you good. know, especially if you can find something where, you know, and Shelly, does it make sense? Like if she, once she finds a job, and especially if it's something where she's W-2-ish, right, mm-hmm. things move a lot faster for somebody like, like Chris, though, right? Indeed, okay. indeed. And we could do a... We could do a consult, um, Chris, where we, um, you know, I can tell you how much income you would need in order to qualify for what you're looking for. Because otherwise you get the job, you think, great, I have a job, now I'm going to buy a house, and oh my goodness, <laughs> you don't qualify still, or that's frustrating. So right. I can do yeah. that math backwards for you, too. Oh, that sounds awesome. That would be great. I'd appreciate that. Awesome. Right. Well, we really appreciate your call, and yes. you brought up a lot of really interesting points that I know that a lot of our listeners are also going through, and right. so it really helps when somebody you know wants to talk about it because it it, it happens and it's it's common. So thank you for that. No, thank you. I appreciate you guys. Have we'll a get good day. You. You Thanks, too. and we'll get Chris on the right plan. And I think that's you know as we're summing up today, that's a lot of what it is, right, Mimi and Shelley? It's finding the right plan, yeah, so that you know mm-hmm. that you're working towards the right goal. So, Shelly, let's, th- let's talk about this a little bit. Maybe we should have kept, uh, kept Chris on the line a little longer. But is there, uh, you know, when she was going through the divorce, there probably were things that could have been done during that time frame before it was official that may have been able to help her qualify for a house during that time, don't you think? Mm-hmm. There, for example, I've consulted with many clients who buy before the divorce is final and basically kind of lean on the soon-to-be ex-husband's income to be able to secure that property before the divorce is final. Um, so there's lots of different avenues, absolutely. Everyone is so unique that you got to hear the whole story to figure out what's the best cookie cutter for them. Yeah, you know, we've talked about that on the show before. Uh, you know, the divorce attorney, the family law specialist, is not the only party, not the only spoke in the wheel of your team. So before you sign the final divorce decree, it really would be a great idea for you to reach out to us, the mortgage broker, Shelly Ferris, and to myself, Mimi Shoneman, the real estate professional, and let's put together a team and see if there's something that would benefit you to do before you, you've got the ink. Right. You know, the final thing that you can't go back and redo. And, you know, maybe there will be stuff that you can do that will benefit you and maybe there won't. But at least it, you will have had the conversation. And so, you know, I always encourage people to do that. Absolutely. hundred percent. And it's all for me, it's all about doing the math. Right. You know, what, are, what is it going to look like in the end? Maybe you have $100,000 to put in down payment, but your income doesn't really make up very much. Well, maybe what you should do instead is pay off that car payment and that big credit card with that 100000 Now put a lesser down payment, but at least you qualify. Right. Well, tell everybody how to find you guys during the week. So let's start with you, Shelly. 612-839-6918 myself. Call yeah. or text. Yeah, 651-578-2218. And you can always find us on our website, mytalk1071.com, keyword red hot. Thank you, guys. Paying bills on time? 
Not maxing out credit cards? Yes, give yourself credit. You can get closer to big goals like home ownership by taking small steps to build up your credit. Level up your credit knowledge at Fannie Mae.com slash credit education. Hey.